Something's not making the cold open on that one. Hello, Avalanche fans, and welcome back to the Avs Hockey Podcast. This is your home for almost everything Avalanche, and I'm your host, Jay Veen. In this show, my man, James Tapeleg Greglian, and I talk about an Avalanche team ravaged by injuries. We recap a few recent games, and we remember Peter McNabb. Those topics and a whole bunch more Avs and hockey stuff coming at you in episode number 142 of the Avs Hockey Podcast. Stick around. The AHP is next. Hey, what's going on, Avalanche fans? Welcome back to the Avs Hockey Podcast. He is coughing, and he's mm. James Tapley Granlian, and I'm Jay Veen, and this is your home for almost everything Avalanche. Partner, how you feeling? Post-COVID edition. James is dealing uh, with sickness. Yeah, it, it's been a few weeks, um, but yeah, I'm still coughing. And, <laughs> how you feeling? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much, yeah. It's a lot of, lot of long, long sounds coming yeah, from James right now. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, so might gonna, there might be some weirdness. I'm definitely keeping the co- the mute button nearby. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird because I can see him and when he coughs, I, I should hear coughing, but I don't. Yeah, yeah like yeah. right now. And then, well, you might and then hear some throat lozenges because that's the yeah, only way I keep from coughing. Some mouth noises. Uh, it's also it's also like having COVID where your your mouth knows that it's something sweet that you're tasting, but it's just not there. It's not happening. Your brain's yeah. like, oh, that's sweet. And your mouth's like, well, oh, kind it kicked, of. It kicked my butt. Yeah. That is, that is true. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm feeling better. I don't know if the abs are feeling better. We're gonna we got cool. some injury stuff to talk about. We got a bunch of stuff to There's talk about. There's a couple about. injuries. There's a the first thing we gotta do is that we gotta cover some uh jersey numbers here. Number this, this is episode one forty two. And that means that we have to talk about you know, forty two. Jersey number forty two. Jersey number forty two. There's no fun names for James to really mangle on this one, but it's you okay. Know, I'm gonna tell you my favorite one on this though is uh Bruce Major. Bruce Major. Bruce Major in nineteen ninety one. I must say that sounds like uh, that sounds like somebody who was a character actor in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it, and also starring Bruce Major. Bruce guest, Major, guest starring Bruce Major. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, uh, Chris Stewart. Chris Stewart uh, had some times. Hey, there's a there's a Twitter account for those of you that are still on Twitter that posts a random avalanche goal every single day. Mm-hmm. It's is great. They, is it yours? Uh, no, it's not mine. Oh, it's, somebody else it's, it's somebody who puts a lot of work in and mm-hmm. I actually retweet them every single day and just kind of comment on like today's goal was uh, Matt Nieto, Carl Soderberg set him up. Mike Haynes was doing the play by play. It was great. Nice. But yesterday's was Chris Stewart. It Chris was, Stewart. It was, yeah, it was great. It, Chris Stewart was a beast, man. And then mm-hmm. some of the younger folks on the Twitter machine were like, oh, I, I don't remember Ian LaPerriere as an avalanche. Oh, like, really? Oh, man. Get off oh. my lawn. Oh, Get off my lawn, kids! kids. Yeah, yeah so. I have a boy. Are you going to be blown away when you see a little goalie named Wah? Holy cow! <laughs> have you heard of him? Have you ever heard of this yeah. guy? Holy crap! Uh, Brad Malone. Brad, huh. yeah, mm-hmm. it, he had a tough career. He did. He, yeah, he, he did. did. He did. Uh, 
I, I don't know. I want to make a Post Malone joke, but I don't really have one. It's, you don't have the energy or the brain no. power. That's fine. And then uh, Josh Manson. Josh Manson. Never heard of him. Not playing nope. right now. I miss him. Yeah. He was the yeah. Gordle the other day. Um, oh. Yesterday. Nice. He was he was the Gordle. So. Wait. Uh, six, they, they played us over. What's that? You Gordle is six letters? Yes. They, he's the, the person who does it. Um, yeah. He, he does five or six now. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, they showed his overtime winner in game one against the blues and it's just mm. so cool. Just, oh yeah. Oh, it's just takes me back and makes me think of little better days. Yeah, uh, man, these injuries, um, Ooh. it's, it's a little rough. Um, Hey, can I do a quick shout out? Yeah. Hit just, it. I know, I know this is out of order, but, um, I want to oh, no. give a shout out. Oh to, no. <laughs> Whatever will we do? We're all about the structure oh, here. Yeah, exactly. for those of us, for those of you that have been with us for a while, I want to give a shout out to my coworker Rachel, who wore an Avs jersey yesterday. Yesterday was uh, Sports Day; it's Spirit Week because we're off next week and the week after mm. for uh, school. And and she wore a McKinnon jersey, and we started talking hockey. And I told her about the show, and I told her I'd give her a shout out because uh, we're going to post this or record this tonight. So there we go. What's your name? So, Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, Hi, Rachel. She's, she's one of our new fourth grade teachers, and she's uh, this is like her uh, second week of teaching on her own. <laughs> so, so welcome to the welcome to the yep. profession, Rachel. And we're happy to have you. No, she's doing great though. It's it's really cool. So yeah, she's a bigger Avalanche fan than I had realized, and uh, she has a friend that wanted to see some jersey pictures too. So I knew a place that had a few jerseys. That one or two pictures. jerseys, <laughs> just well, a couple. Well, Rachel, welcome aboard, and now it's time to bring you down. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, there's really no good segue for this part. Nope. Um, but yeah, right after we posted our last show. Like you know, an some, hour after. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was, and, and maybe it's, I don't know, whatever. It's better that way. Um, we found out that Peter McNabb had passed away. It was a total shock to those of us that follow the team super closely. Um, because as far as we knew, uh, he had beaten his cancer and was feeling pretty good. And he had mm-hmm. been on TV the week before. Um, but those, those of, you know, everybody that knew him, uh, closely knew that he was, it was, it was a hard time for him and, but man, you know, he's a hockey player, so he's out there working, but it was a shock to us. And, um, I don't know, James, James and I were talking about it a little bit before we, uh, started recording directly for the show, but yeah, big loss. Um, 27 years with the team. And, uh, I can just say hockey, watching avalanche hockey is not quite the same without Peter McNabb. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those. Um, I, I, I think, I think the absence is, is definitely felt whenever he wasn't around. It was like, whoa, whoa, yeah. this doesn't feel like an abs game. This doesn't feel right. And I feel I, like I, that's kind of where we're at right now. It just doesn't feel and sound right. I don't know if it ever is going to. Just because he mm-hmm. was always, you know, unless, you know, it, the national TV games, he would be on the radio with whoever was in the booth, whether it was Mosier or Haynes or he's always been around the team. His voice has always been there. You know, no one ever said anything bad about him for all the right reasons. And I just think that that um, I don't know, it feels like you lost your like your favorite uncle, your favorite mm-hmm. hockey uncle. And it's just tough to. It's tough to wrap your head around and it's, I don't know if it'll ever be the same. And, and I think part of the, part of what felt a certain way when McNabb was around was it was, he was around through the great time, the great times, Mm -hmm. all three of them and Mm -hmm. some really bad times too. Yeah. 
Um, so I remember being kind of annoyed that he and Mike Haynes would get excited about watching a Connor McDavid or, you know, but they were hockey fans and that's, uh, well, Mike Haynes was not brought up in really anything and the Avs don't play in really much of his highlights at all. He was not interviewed. They interviewed John Kelly, um, cause the mm-hmm. Avs played the blues like the next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor McGay, he did a great interview with him. It's just that that's always been weird. And we've talked about that, but, uh, yeah. one thing we, one thing I appreciate about Peter McNabb is that he taught us a lot. I think, I think he, he thought that he knew that part of his role and he took it seriously was to teach people about the game. And I learned a lot from him. And I think a lot of people learned a lot from him, which was weird in a way because he didn't talk about himself very much. It was almost like he was embarrassed to talk about himself. He hated it. Yeah. And yet, I mean, he had accomplishments. He had, you know, he played in a, he played in a kind of a golden age of hockey and there's, there's so much in his career and, and yet he just. He was just like, yep. And, and, and he was just ready to move on and talk about what was happening now. He was, he never made himself the focus. He's very hockey, mm-hmm. very hockey. Um, there was a uh, altitude ran kind of a special thing with Mosier and Keith, uh, talking about, and they had Adam foot on who Adam foot has been on television. Now he, John Mitchell, and it seems like Mike, Mark Rycroft are kind of Rycroft has stepped into McNabb's ro- role. We've all seen it. Um, but Adam Foote said he was a coach, a mentor, and a friend. And he was also trusted by Pierre Lacroix. By the way, thinking of Chloe Landry, her family, uh, two-year anniversary of his passing away was yesterday. But, um, and, and also, Adam Foote said that uh, Peter McNabb sat in the back of the plane with the players. He didn't sit in the front of the plane with the press. And I thought that was pretty cool, too. Um, but Adam Foote, you know, Av's great, retired number. Uh, Pete made me a better player. That's what he said. Wow. And, uh, he gave him a lot of encouragement when he needed it, mm-hmm. gave him some suggestions when he needed it. And I thought, you know, that's pretty high praise right there. So, oh yeah, yeah. it's not the same. Um, I did, uh, memories of Pete real quick. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, one, one was, I believe last year, Mosier's, I think I talked about this in the show before, but Mosier's coming in. Mosier's like, oh, the Avs had this team coming up, this team coming up, and this team coming up. And then Montreal will be in town, and they've been struggling a little bit lately. And there's just this awkward silence. And um, Pete was probably like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. And he's like, good. <laughs> it's just, the, you couldn't be older. I'm so, happy, hard. I'm, I'm so happy he said that. And if I had a chance to talk to Pete, that was the one thing I was going to bring up because it cracked me up because it was very unlike him, mm-hmm. but we all knew where it was coming from because we know how those rivalry get, rivalries go. So, yeah. Uh, how about you? I mean, I've, I've, uh, I mean, there was some times there was some hilarity on, on the air yeah. that, uh, you know, <laughs> there was, there was the time that, uh, he got called the wrong first name, <laughs> uh, 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 Keith brought that up and it was, let's bring in Peter McNabb. Mm. And yeah, that, that all got jumbled up. And oh yeah. Pete laughed it off and it, it was just, and it, it became more of a joke for, uh, Ry- Rycroft instead. Cause Rycroft, oh, yeah. he, he, he called stop. him the worst wingman ever. <laughs> he could he not stop, stop laughing. laughing. <laughs> um, there was, I mean, there was the time with the Taco Bell, uh, <laughs> the Taco Bell thing and the, the Taco Bell, Bell sound effect goes and, <laughs> Peter just says, <laughs> I love that dong. It's like, oh my God, did you, did you just say that? 
He's so cute. <laughs> oh, I made myself cough. Yeah. Um, I've only been around Peter twice. They're ex- ex- exceedingly brief. Um, first time was at the LA Kings draft, uh, the draft in LA. Um, and he just walked up the aisle, you know, and I was wearing the Avs jersey. He's like, hey, hey. And he's like, oh, hey, how you doing? And just, you know, kept going. So, yeah. and then the other time was when we were in Chicago and it was, I'm, I'm sure I told this story. Oh, did he um, give you the, mm-hmm. the bobblehead? It was oh. bobblehead night. Yeah. We didn't get there in time for bobbleheads. Um, they were, you know, Chicago bobbleheads. Um, excuse me. I got a cough. <laughs> I'm watching him cough. You oh, can't hear geez. it. He's got the fancy mute button and we're just big time uh, over here. I love it. Um, so, so we're seeing in the upper deck. And, uh, we're wearing our, our jerseys. I'm wearing my black, uh, practice Jersey. Meg is wearing her Solani as Jersey. And we go up and we see them. We see, uh, Mosier and, uh, and, uh, and Peter and, uh, we wave and they wave back. And I think like at intermission or something, maybe we chatted for a moment or something. I I can't remember, but at the end of the, of the game, we went up. And we chatted with them some and, you know, they were nice and all and everything. And, and then they were, and they said, well, where's your bobbleheads? And we were like, oh, we didn't, you know, we didn't make any time for bobbleheads. And they were like, oh, here, have ours. And they both just, you know, both Mosher and Pete just handed us their bobbleheads. It's like, cool. you know, cause what do they need bobbleheads for? You know, from nah. Chicago, for God's yeah. sake, you know? <laughs> um, so they gave us their bobbleheads. And I was, that was just, that was just really nice. So I, I think Pete worked with all those guys to, and women too, to help them be ambassadors for the team in the game. And it was just the example that he said. And he was just like really a larger than life personality and just so innocent. And, you know, Beach Boys was his ringtone. So they played <laughs> that the first game after. And it was, yeah, he was, he was a good teacher too. One thing that I specifically think about him is he would always help you notice who was on the ice defensively at the end of a game, especially when the other goal tender has been pulled you know and he's he said you want to know who the coaches trust the most it's the guys that are out there in that position and uh yeah and it made made a lot of sense but if you if you didn't know to look for that that's probably something you wouldn't notice and he made it a point to say yeah that enough to where it's definitely stuck with me so um yeah i don't know i mean it's just a general overall seemed like just a general overall nice person that's people liked and and you know he's gonna definitely be missed and he had been around the game for a long time and Mm -hmm. just yeah it's it's like i said i I don't mean to be like super morbid or or you know too too much with the hyperbole and things like that but uh, things aren't going to be the same and it's just no and they absolutely aren't i mean there's yeah there are things that i i there there i mean everybody has their quirks everybody has their thing um one of the things that I liked about McNabb versus uh, Rycroft right now, and I'm hoping that, you know, I mean, it's it's just their personalities and who they are. Yeah, they're but, different. But uh, McNabb would always talk about the game, or if he talked about the people, he didn't talk about, he. it wasn't, a, it was like, he would talk about the people, but he, but it was interesting or, you know, or or just their personalities or I was talking to or blah, blah, blah. Like one of the things I'm not enjoying right now is, oh, and watch the celebration. Yeah. Peter McNabb was not about the celebration. Peter McNabb was not about the, you know, the, oh, the selling and watch, you know, he was about, 
how much he enjoyed the game, how much he enjoyed what he just watched, how much he enjoyed watching these players that, you know, were, frankly, that were light years ahead of where he was in his career at the time, but where anybody would have been. Like, like other than somebody like Bobby Orr um, or Wayne Gretzky or or the like, half of the guys on this team, if not more than half, probably could, could outskate Peter McNabb in Peter McNabb's best days only because, you know, the gear was different. The training was different. The commitment was different. The, you know, the, all, all kinds of things were different about the time. And now there's so much more coaching and there's so, you know, the way that you grow up in systems and all those things. Peter McNabb was a very good player for his time, but he could absolutely be, out hockeyed by so many people in the league right now, but he also has such an appreciation for all of those players for, for the game itself, the way that he loved the game and that translated so much. And that was the fun part for that. You know what his wonder at it definitely translated to the color. Yeah. And I think he was very intentional with that. And I'm, you could hear him check himself at times, mm-hmm. um, not on a bad in a bad way, but he was always very intentional when it came to being complimentary. And mm-hmm. y- y- we remember those lean times. Like it's got to be tough to be a color guy when you see some of the stuff that this team was doing. You know, seven, eight, nine years ago. Oh yeah, it was ugly. It oh. was. You know, and and but he was always I'm sure very it was frustrating for him, and that you know, oh. went up in the booth, and I think occasionally that came through, but yeah. Not like, not like a daily deluge. I mean, he was there for people to enjoy the game through and yep. with, not there to, to Be commiserate. Yeah, yeah. To, to bring people down. I mean, he would, he, he wasn't afraid of calling things out or say, or saying that something was wrong, but he actually, you know, like I, I'm definitely checking myself on what I, on saying, calling them yep. out because he didn't call people out for things that they did or missed or whatnot. You know, he would mention them, but if, I don't if, recall if him did. ever going like he really should have had that. No, you know, you can't miss that shot, that kind of thing. Like, like if he, saw if he it. did, it was, yeah. if he did, it was very, he understood. Yeah. And I think that was, that's one of his best qualities because it was a player obviously too, mm-hmm. but he became a fan of the game even more. And he helped us that way too. Yeah. Um, you know, the way he looked on the ice at the end of, you know, as the, as things were calming down in the, in the Stanley cup celebration and they cut to him, it's Vic Lombardi and they cut to him and he's just looking at what everybody's doing and he's just loving it. And yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to miss him. And we, I think we appreciated him a lot when he was here, obviously. Um, but now that he's gone, yeah, even more, I believe it was. I believe it was the band Poison who once said, "You don't know what you got till it's gone." Poison. Oh, was it Poison? I uh, know. I don't know one of them. Don't know what you got. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Little hair hair band gone. hair band. Oh, action. it was definitely a hair band. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, you know, credit to Mark Mosier. Uh, the you know the the first game after they they had like a little break I believe in between um the announcements and the next game like I think it was Thursday and then they came back on a Tuesday 
he did great the whole night and everybody was having a hard night and they had had some time to process and everything. But then when the team, the team beat, where are we here? They beat Nashville that night, five to three. And the team turned and saluted the, the, uh, booth, the, the radio booth. It's got a sign on it that says, I believe it says, thank you, Maxie or something like that. And, um, yeah, Mosier held it together until the team did that. And then he was done. So, you know, it's gotta be tough for them too. Um, so yeah, I agree. So yeah. Uh, by the way, also it was, um, it was Cinderella. I know that, uh, oh, Cinderella. Yeah. I'm sure that like Phil okay. Park would be like, oh man, come on. You <laughs> got to know this. <laughs> get your hair bands right. Yeah. So, I mean, you would think right. I would get that right. Yeah. Well, nailed it. Just like everything. So, um, yeah, we're going to miss Pete and yep. we'll think of him often for sure. Uh, it's hard to segue into anything else for this, but let's, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about some Avs hockey. You know, let's, I mean, let's, let's yeah. do here. Wait, I'm going to check transition. the injury list. Hang on. Can you hang on? I'm just going to scroll here. Yeah, let's no, keep going. Scroll, scroll, keep going. scroll, 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 keep scroll, going. scroll. Right Hold now, on. the avalanche. I'm a quarter are, of the way through. <laughs> I mean, let's go Eagles. Um, <laughs> totally. <laughs> it is a, it is like, it is a who's that of hockey, not a who's who. Holy just, cow. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard. Here's, I've just had some things that just help my brain with this. It's if any other team in this league lost five of their top six forwards, I don't care which team it is, five of their top six forwards and two mm-hmm. of their top four defensemen, it, it would be very hard to collect points. So I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. as the team gets healthier, I'm moving out of this, this kind of mindset, but any points are a bonus right now. And they've, they've been doing okay. Mm-hmm. Like considering. But it's just, um, you know, at times, McGay, he brought it up one game. He's like, all five of the Avs skaters right now started off with the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Whoa. So, yeah. Here, let me scroll some more. Well, (laughs) one of the things that was praised so much during the cup run was the avalanche depth. Yeah. I think that we've, I think it's kind of been exposed that no, they were good when they were really healthy. And that's, you know, the, the depth was you could lose Gerard because you had Jack Johnson. Um, The depth was that, you know, if Kemper wasn't going to be able, you know, wasn't there for this, you had Frankie. Um, But they were not, I mean, this is not depth. This is, Oh, this this is is way beyond that. Yeah. So (laughs) when you have, you know, five of your top six forwards out, I mean, there's there are some there's some good line combinations that that any other team would be salivating over, and that that doesn't really it's not speaking to their depth right now. It's I think it's more that they just they've got they got lucky in a way through some of those you know yep. through that and stayed healthy through it all. You've just run out of people. Like mm-hmm. here's the thing too is like you're not going to be critical. Uh, I loved Bednar's take. Ben they asked Bednar the other day like what did you think of this person's performance. And especially from s- several of these guys that are up now, if they were good enough to play in the NHL, that's where they'd be right now. Right. But they're, they're generally kind of, you know, they're not, and they're I'm not either, to they're either not going them. to be there or they're still developing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, some of them they're they'll never play in the NHL. Oh yeah. Here they are. So it was really cool. Cause somebody asked Bednar about one of the guys that had been up he says, you know what? It's not going to be fair for me to talk about this guy this guy's performance, this kid's performance, I think is what I said yeah. without me sitting and talking with them first. And I, man, that's pretty cool. 
But it also sucks that it's we're in that situation as oh, a yeah. team. With, with the other teams, I'm like, I hope you're enjoying this. And I'm trying to be arrogant about it. But the ads are good. Like, I hope you're having fun with this because they're not always going to be this this easy, to, easy, easy, in quotes, to play mm-hmm. against. Uh, was it Cogliano that, that started on the first line the other night? Oh my like, God. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, so, the, uh, the power, the power play the other day was, yeah. what is this? Who, who was out Here's, there? <laughs> it's the literal. Who's that? Yeah. Who's that? Um, just like you said, uh, another thing too, we have talked about this and I'm just, it helps my brain to think this way, but we've talked about the margin for error mm-hmm. in this league in the, in the, you know, the top league in the world, how small that is. With all these injuries, the margin for error gets that much smaller. Every penalty you take gets that much bigger. And the penalty kill has gotten better. But you're missing Helm. You're missing Darren Helm, one of your top uh, PK guys, as well as Nachushkin. And you you don't have the guys out there that would normally be out there. And then you, you're you're having to play Kel McCarr probably a little more. Um, he's doing a lot more penalty kill lately. Yeah. And that's this, you, you got guys that are playing way too much. They're, that's not what they're there for. And it's the, the margin for error, um, gets that much smaller and it's almost impossible, which, which makes me appreciate them getting points right now the way they are. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there is a lot to be concerned with in the overall, but they're handling as best they can. Like, like we're not, I think they're, what was it? The last 10 games, they're four five and one. Yeah. And there were some painful losses in that. Just there were. painful losses. Um, but, uh, you know, if they're, if, if they get healthy, if they get to that point where, you know, it's playoff time and they got a full boat, they're going to be loaded for bear. And there are going to be some guys who are a little more rested I mean, it's not going to be a whole bunch of like the Tampa situation a couple of years ago. Um, you know, where top guy comes back just for the playoffs. It's not going to be like that, (laughs) but, um, I think they're going to be in good, in good shape. It's just, holy cow. Just hang on until then. Well, you, you really hope this is an eye opener for a lot of these guys. Um, what is it now? They have Galleon Chuck, Galleon, Galleon. Galchenyuk. Jeez. <laughs> no, that's... Hang on. Good, it's, it's, uh, it's, oh, the COVID's taking over. Hang on. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of COVID pronunciation, but yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, no, I have a uh, very little sense of taste, smell, or pronunciation. <laughs> they all three go together. Yeah. Yeah, no, this, co- this COVID is really messing with my phonetics. Yeah. I can't, but, you know. You- I think, like you're saying, though, they're learning a lot about some of these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Cout, they they sent him down. Like they were not happy with what they thought he should be doing. And I don't know. Takes me back to what's in our notes. Like um, guys that get picked on a little bit. Um, used to be Tyson Jost until they traded him away. Yeah. And uh, Alex Newhook has had his moments. Uh, he's been a little bit better lately. But when he's not performing, that's another person that's brought up, and it's just like you know. One of those perpetual underperformers, and you know they can't do enough to make anybody happy. And sometimes the team agrees with that, and sometimes they don't. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, they definitely had. I think that when you have that, when when everybody be healthy, when you'd have a two stacked top, you know, top lines, um, you have a lot more room for role players. Yep. I I think that 
there's a lot of exposure right now with some of these guys like Newhook. To me, Logan O'Connor, if if this was last season, I think he would have been seen as an underperformer if, yeah. you know, I think he's having a better season this season as a regular player than as a role player. Um, yeah. Comfer, I feel, has stepped up a little bit in that role as well. Yeah, as he's played well. Those are guys that people really loved, but there were times with O'Connor, I couldn't really figure it out, yeah. like why people loved him as much. And in part because his job was to be a role player. Well, now they can't afford just role players. And so your new hook and your LOC, they have to be a little better. They have to be a better general player in that case. Yeah. Comfort as well. He's, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's on the first power play and that's not his spot. Like he, you know, especially on a team with so much talent. And we're not, I'm not saying that to, to be critical of his performance, but he's not well, the guy that should be standing in the middle. That's, no, that room you know, isn't there for that. Yeah, it was right. It was Cadre when he was still here. Mm-hmm. It's Evan Rodriguez who's been out for a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's also Gabe Landeskog. Park him in front of the net. You won't move him, and he'll tip. He'll tip everything that comes his way. And yeah, so you got guys no. playing out of their role and playing a little too much, and it's not their fault. They're just out of options, and there's no better options. And it's it's a tough stretch, but I think they're learning a lot about themselves. Yeah. Um, well, and also you know. remember there wasn't that long ago where we saw a second power play unit that had three defensemen on it, uh, yep. because there was, you know, and because there was that much defensive talent, yep. offensive talent on your defense, there would be no room for a comfort. There would be no room for a Logan O'Connor. There would, it, the room just wouldn't be there for them in those cases. So yep. now you've got foodie on the power play. And you've got Dude Charles. Dude hasn't gotten a, a single point, and he's on the power yeah. play. It's like, wow, that is, he's doing the best he can with what he's got, you know, yeah. with uh, with this current situation. But that's crazy. Uh, Charles Houdon is another guy mm-hmm. that they brought up, and he's on the second power play. And yeah, it's yeah, it's really interesting, mm-hmm. but it's it's fascinating. It's it's frustrating in a way, but it's also fascinating to watch. And I'm, you know what? You'd rather have it happen now. Because if this yeah. was happening in a playoff stretch or whatever, this would be really tough. So hopefully people can get healthy and rested and, you know, and, and I think the experience for some of these guys, although that's not the role that they would normally play, it's good for them. It's yeah. not, it's, it's not, it's not bad. The, the, they get a better feel. I think the team gets a better feel for, you know, if this, if stuff like this happens again, who to bring up in what situation, because you don't necessarily bring up the best player. Um, when somebody gets hurt, you bring up the person who's going to fit that person's role the best. They're not right. going to take anybody's spot. So I don't know. It's all these, all these things that I try and explain to my brain. So I feel a little bit better as you watch the team struggle. But well, And also if, imagine if they had traded some of the people that everybody harps on about being traded, oh. you know, and they were in these, this injury situation. Well, totally. Nope. That wouldn't work out yeah. so well. Yeah. Yeah. So. They're getting they're getting healthier slowly. Uh, it's good to have Nachushkin back. Um, Evan Rodriguez is very close. They're saying Darren Helm should be back fairly soon. He's not bouncing back quite as fast as as possible. I know Landis Scott is spring, skating just a little bit. He's not spring chicken either. So no, he's yeah. not. No, who is anymore? I We're am. Old. I am. <laughs> I feel like I'm what? getting younger every every day that that I get b- better from COVID. I feel like I'm just getting younger. I, oh, I'm going to be like. By the that next, makes by the time sense. we do our next podcast, I'll probably be like you know, thirty. You know, so <laughs> which get, is old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll be telling me to get off my lawn. 
<laughs> I will. I already did. Oh, wait, thirty is old. <laughs> I don't know. In how old terms, am I now? Be. Oh my god, I'm. <laughs> I forgot how old I was. I'm What's happening? Gonna here? die. <laughs> but props, props to Jared Bednar doing a great job um, mm. dealing with all this. It can't be easy, but you know he came from the minor leagues too, and you can only control so much about your roster. Mm-hmm. It's too bad it feels this way, but uh, I love how he's dealing with it. He has he has a chance to bury. I, there's some NHL coaches that would probably bury some of these guys in the press um, just because they were frustrated with with how they played. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Bednar is not that way, so shout out to him. That's he's cool. he's done it in the past, but he's done it more with the stars, like the people who could handle it. And yeah. then you know that he's gone and talked to them. Like, like I doubt that there's very often where Bednar would say something and nobody would, you know. Where everybody like, ooh, this is gonna bring up a lot of bad feelings. You know, the things spicy. we didn't handle. Yeah, yeah. it's super spicy. Mm-hmm. So, all right, uh, let's talk about a couple games, and then we can talk about other other things that people have said. Hey, if I told you that the Avalanche got outshot forty eight to fifteen in a game, what would you think about that? Well, I'd would say they're gonna lose that game by a lot, right? Oh, tons. Frankie says no. No. Frank, Frankie, <laughs> I just wanted to bring this up. 46 saves. The Avs win 3-2 to two in in Carolina, in Raleigh. Just a fabulous... Uh, it, I, think it's, I think it's one of those things where if, if Frankie can be trusted, and just like you were bringing up. Mm-hmm. like they, they have tandem right now that's doing pretty well. It's got to be not easy for them with, with guys playing in front of them, but... Um, yeah, uh, the the press asked Bednar like they had just played um, against the Canes because he had beat them here five days earlier, and they said, "Why? What did you like in Frankie's game five days earlier?" And Bednar, you know how he gets. He was like, "Well, he won." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he was he was uh, he was calling on his inner Sutter or or sure or his like Tortorella, but in a nicer tone. <laughs> oh, Tortorella. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Frank, it's good to have some goaltending. We uh, Georgiev has, has struggled just a little bit lately, but I think we would struggle too with with Bo Byram and Josh Manson out. Um, yeah, it's kind of tough. I think so. the the thing with uh, Georgiev that I'm liking better than when he started is he's handling his rebounds a little better, but he's yeah. definitely closing that glove a little more. Um, it seemed like he just couldn't he couldn't catch anything and keep anything in his mitt, yeah. and that that's gotten a lot better. So. Yeah. He's looked fine. Um, I don't, I don't think goaltending is anything that I've thought of through this whole stretch. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. You know, if they would just, if the goaltenders would play a little bit better, the abs would have more points. It's, it's, it's definitely a, a team effort when it comes to that stuff. Um, yeah, and it always I think has they been both, so much, so much more. I mean, you can't, you have to have good goaltending, but yeah. if you don't have the defense in front of them, you know, I, I, I feel like, there's so often that the goaltender gets hung out on those things. Yeah. Until it's, you've it's, seen it, until you've done it, until you've been there, it's like you you know that these guys the, the how much the defense matters in those cases. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's tough for them to go into those situations knowing that their margin for error is that much smaller as well. So it's it's just kind of that it's it it multiplies itself. Yeah. So yeah, they're doing okay. Um also I just wanted to mention the game on December eleventh a couple nights ago. Uh, quite the roller coaster, but I I just want to say, and I'm not trying to be a jerk about this, but I can't get jerk. enough of watching St. Louis Blues fans be sad with late goals at the Avalanche score. So just want to just want to put that into the space because hey, you know what? You know how often we've been on those on on the oh, side yeah. of those 
like right. a little too often. Like, yeah. So I don't know. It's, All I would I, say about the Blues right now, I mean, they're oh. they're an aging, they're a slightly aging roster. They did, they won a cup with some veteran players, and then people got signed, and they're aging a little early. Um, and frankly, I think the I think the biggest thing for me right now with them is, hey, Bennington, just play goal. Quit being a tough yeah, it's, guy. It's okay. It's, re- it's really interesting to hear the team and, and Baruby, who is a former player, obviously himself, who would would not talk that way in front of the press unless he really meant it. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that with Kadri. We've seen that a few times with Bennington with his meltdowns and getting really upset with the other team. And Baruby came out and was just like, he just needs to focus on goaltending. And you do not hear hockey people talk that way very no. often at all so you know it's really big when it comes out that way i get the impression that the that the message had already been delivered but hadn't been I received imagine. and that's why the same yeah thing. yeah yep so yeah that was interesting um miko was just a beast in that game scores with seven seconds left <laughs> to his second of the game to tie it up when the when the blues had scored a shorthanded goal uh by brandon sod just a little bit before then but uh yeah, great overtime win and uh, sad Blues fans. Avalanche yeah. legends sod. <laughs> yeah, but he comes back to haunt you mm-hmm. like many of them do, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Uh, injuries, okay. Speaking of the Rangers a little bit before, all right, little thing to talk about with Shesterkin and him catching a shot by Kale McCarr. Yeah. We didn't think it was, <laughs> how'd that go? Yeah. <laughs> so just yeah. trying to figure out uh, where this kind of interesting take came from but I, um, I i i only saw like a little bit of the aftermath thing of yeah. um it, it popped up on my phone from one of my apps and like a, like a, a notification <laughs> wait of a like, second like uh, what? <laughs> uh were you doing that out loud too uh <laughs> yeah i think i actually did yeah. I was like, I, I think I texted you right away about Kale McCarr's yeah, comments yeah. and just saying, I, I, I believe my comment was, this isn't baseball. Who cares? Calm yeah, down. It like, was, it was odd. Yeah. I, I, I guess there was a flat, a glove save with a flashy glove and McCarr didn't appreciate it. It's like, yeah. dude, what are you, Madison Bumgarnering this already? Yeah. Just calm down. <laughs> it's big it was deal. A good, it was a good save. And it, it, I don't even it was very unlike save. McCarr. Like, yeah, like was there's very nothing unlike Makar. Yeah. Yeah. Very unlike him. I, we're not used to that Makar, but then it, then it comes about and, and just, I guess the quote is it's, it's that Kale Makar plays with an arrogance that escapes Adam Fox entirely. They each wear a cape, but the S on Fox's t-shirt still stands for subtlety. And it's like, have you not watched Kale Makar play? Um, this is from a Rangers writer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was it was odd, and it's just like you just said, it made a big deal out of something that really wasn't yeah. that big of a deal. It was a good save. I think overall, and it was like, very. Shesterkin did the did the Patrick Waugh type thing, yeah. so we're just all used to that. But apparently, that was a bigger deal for other people. I mean, I already I already went on the record saying, you know, I'm not big on the gigantic celebrations, and oh, look at the yeah. celebration. And one of the things that annoys me when, and this is this is league wide, um, is that when. You go to commercial break after there's been a goal and they're always focusing on the celebration. And, and I get that marketing wise, they're trying to market these guys and how they look and their faces. They want to be the face of hockey and all those things. Slow-mo too. But I, I care about the goals. 
I don't care about the celebration. Kale McCarr, like, never, I mean, like, rarely. It, it, it makes Stoics look bored to, boring to call him Stoic, but he, he never, there's like no expression. There's nothing. His, he saves it for interviews and things like that. Like, I don't really recall him ever being like, yeah, which is fine. That's maybe twice fine. that, that goalie scored on flurry in Chicago mm-hmm. last season to end the game. Like, yeah, you, you go ahead and do whatever you want with that because that was one of the goals of the year. Yeah. And I mean, that's an overused term, and that's, but anybody, anybody that sees that goal in that situation, yeah. you celebrate as hard as you want to, you've earned it. And that's great. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't think that I, I, to me, what this felt a lot like is why are you not doing it the way I do it? And you know, okay, fine. Like, like, there was a time when if if the Avs lit up a team and that team was butthurt afterwards, you just say, well, then score more goals. And in a way, that's kind of how I felt about this with the shoe being on the other foot. I get it. Okay, you didn't like a flashy glove save. Yeah, like maybe the guy, maybe the guy's been feeling down and you know, and felt like he, you know, just, just trying to pump himself up or sure. whatever. 10 things or he needs, you know, wanting to get his team really back into this game or whatever it is, whatever. Such but a, it was, I think, I think that goes both ways mm-hmm. where it's just like the Azza just lost as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, the save, the save was late in the game. It was against the grain. It was like a Hey Duke type deal. Um, that would have tied the game. It was a great save, mm-hmm. but what, what do you expect him to say after a loss, especially when he's one of like, I don't know, small handful of guys that are still healthy on this team. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's, it goes both ways, and it just seemed pretty pointless, which the more we talk about it, I'm just like, why are we still talking about this? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. But it was worth talking about. All and, right. And I James, hear you, Jay. I'll stop talking no. about it. No, this it's is okay. A, this no, is us. Ar- it's all right. This is us arguing, too. That's, that's like, about this is as high as I can get right now with the COVID voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, okay. Totally. This this is us arguing. Like, we're we're all about the arguing. Uh, but you, why I love your Don. daddy's arguing? <laughs> Why are they fighting? Why are they fighting? Because Jay and uh, I don't love anymore, and it's all love each other anymore. It's all <laughs> Kyle Kale McCarr's fault. But it's not your fault. Uh, it's kind of your fault. Uh, but but you brought up a bunch of jerks, Don Cherry. Like it's oh yeah thing. Let's have some fun with it. Like whatever. Yeah, it, I mean if if <clears throat> if I were a Rangers fan, you know, I I like have a t-shirt that said flash the leather you know or something just to just you know because it's funny it's like yeah yeah and you're right like like the the whole don cherry thing with um with carolina and then they turned it well, into t- a thing and they were they the bunch of and ran with it are you kidding yeah, me yeah why wouldn't you and and shout out <clears throat> oh sorry it's do you, my, have, do you have some COVID, covid going on am i yeah um Shout out to everybody who made their Avs Twitter psychic picks that next game. I think it was for last night's game. And I'm choosing the most arrogant player in the NHL. Give me Cal McCarr. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I just, I just like the fact that, that now McCarr, because, I mean, was it, I think you were telling me it was Larry Brooks of the, of the post. It was Larry Brooks. Yeah. And you know, he's a, he's a, uh, he's a disturber of, of he shifts. Um, we, we know a few of those. He is definitely one of those. Like I, I see his posts a lot from uh, Paul Kukla on Kukla's Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I think like every, like once a week there'll be something from him. Uh, he does like a general hockey notes kind of around the league thing. And yeah, he's 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 a provocateur. You know, he's in that pretty often. He's not he's not Stan Fischler. He's he's definitely going to be saying something to try and get people riled up. And of course, he works for the Post. I mean, come on. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I've always wondered though, like, and we've talked about this about a particular long time abs beat writer guy is like, do you really believe that? Or do you just, you just want people to click and talk? So I don't know. You know, I think think it's a little bit. The truth is halfway in between. Yeah. I I think some of it is also is a little bit like the current Twitter situation, you know? Uh, do you believe it? Well, eventually you're probably going to convince yourself. Like, you know, what was the thing I saw on Tumblr? Uh, somebody saying that like, if you have like a quirky greeting for people, uh, just, you know, to be funny, if you keep it up, that's eventually going to be your greeting for people. So, yeah. so, so choose wisely. And I think that's kind of how a lot of the writers and like yeah. are, it's like they, they, they have a take, then they repeat the take, the take gets attention and eventually it becomes their, their full-time take. Yeah. You know? And, and I right. wouldn't be surprised if that was, you know, I, I think Jack Edwards kind of falls into that a little bit where don't give me there was don't some, get me started you know he did a thing and there was some popularity to it and so of course he's going to keep doing it yeah yeah i feel can, like it, one of our complaints it's exhausting. oh it is but like one of our complaints about the avs calls and like with Mosier, uh when he came in uh to the tv side that they were they seemed like they were just looking for phrases like they were just looking for the next thing that was going to kind of be a meme or Stick, go viral yeah. or yeah. yeah. And I feel like they've grown out of that. I feel like there's a lot less of that right now. Yeah. Thank goodness. You know, and, and some people are able to do that and some people are not. I, uh, guts all over the place with Mosier. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what was cool about that is that was, it was, it was from a good place. It was from a, it was organic. Just, could, I've talked to him about that. Like personally, um, and, and yeah, he's oh. like, my brain just turns off. I don't even remember what I said. And I think he's honest when he says that too. So yeah. I think the organic part is what, what we notice mm-hmm. and what we appreciate. Uh, cause you can, it's kind of like the difference between Mike Haynes's Stanley cup calls between 96 mm-hmm. because they scored in overtime and it was just out of nowhere. And he had something kind of scripted and he kind of, and then in 2001, you could tell it was totally scripted and it just didn't come off quite the same. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that the classic call of do you believe in miracles? Yes. I mean, everybody, you know, the miracle, the miracle, the miracle, but it came off unscripted and right there in the moment for a good reason. And he may have, he may have had that loaded up. You never know. And I, I, but if you put a lot of thought and heart into it, uh, McGahee on his call when the abs won, like that's gotten a lot of attention. When the Avalanche opened their ring boxes, have you seen any of those? I don't think I did. Um, when they when they go to the so when they went to Seattle, well, actually I think Seattle may have came here. Burkowski, when they were in Calgary, they they took the ring to Kadri, um, Abe Kubel, and whoever else. Uh, yeah, whoever else it was, Kemper and Abe Kubel in Washington. When they open their ring box, it has Connor McGahee's call. <laughs> um, in the background and they're showing some of the highlights and everything. And that's, you know, he did a great job with that. And it, I'm sure he took some time to script that and, but it came from a good place and you can tell. Mm. So I'm, I'm yeah. stunned that they didn't have anything from our show, like, you know, playing back in there. So yeah. some of the, some of the classics, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I, COVID. Because, yeah, I can't even think of it. Have, <laughs> have we had any classics? Have we been, have we memed anything? Have we gone viral at all? You know, I mean, I've gone viral. I, I went viral a few weeks I, ago or. Yeah, I did. I did a, a few months yeah. ago. So yeah, that's about as viral as we get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all 
Uh, it was it was funny. They had they made sure to have the camera rolling when because Abe Kubel, they obviously have him dumping the cup. And uh, yeah, he laughed. He was like, man, I wish they wouldn't have put that in there. But that's what he'll be known for. And that is just fine. You know so. what? <laughs> to have to have the opportunity even to dump to, the cup is still to be known yeah. for that. I, I'd hey. rather be known for that than never win in the cup. Yeah. Than many other things. Yeah. yeah for sure. Like, like uh, what was uh, Luongo <laughs> and the Sedins got inducted into the Hall of Hockey Hall of Fame. They never won cups, you know, and that's, yeah. and, and that's the, that's hard. That's, you that go your hard. whole career and you really want that and you are Hockey Hall of Fame worthy and still didn't win a cup. That's, yeah. that's tough. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one more thing. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Something that didn't, something that, yeah, this, I would, we, we were trying to talk a little bit more about big time NHL stuff as well, along with our abs, but man, this thing got some, got some serious snark on, on a lot of the social media sites. But Gary Bettman says that digital dashboard ad backlash is a non-issue because their polling indicates fans find games more watchable with those digital ads replacing physical ones mm-hmm. uh i'd like to see that research <laughs> can I mean, everybody can you, would like to see that can you send me a link gary bettman because i'd love to talk to some fans that had given their feedback on this because everybody was just like no yeah <laughs> which fans are we talking about sir it was uh the, the fact that they that they move oh my god <laughs> that's just ridiculous i mean they were they looked you a headache they looked terrible at first especially when people would open the 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 dasher you know right? open the doors <laughs> to the bench yeah. and it's like yeah. what is that what's happening but yeah. when they have these things like where i think it was uh alan walsh the the um uh player agent who said oh yeah i i didn't even notice that there was a uh that there was a car driving around Thanks, Gary. And maybe if maybe I'd I'd not notice twice as much if there were two. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's, just, it's too much. It's no. Nobody. Yeah. And then uh let's see. Then the one of the replies, classic Batman, whenever there's a legitimate criticism mm-hmm. of something he likes, he just tells us that there's a super secret fan feedback polling that we can't see, but that agrees with him. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's yeah, that's down goes Brown and also Greg Wyshynski. So the, I don't. The thing don't with Batman is that he's been on this job for what thirty years. Yeah, the owners love him because he brings in the revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's grown the he's grown the revenue side of the game. Um, but has he done really much for the game itself? Um, and there is no chance in hell that he has any in touch. He's not in touch with the fans at all. There's no way no. he doesn't. That's why he's booed. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and he revels in that and good for him. You know, I mean, you want to stand up and be like, oh, okay. Ha uh, that's, but, <laughs> but yeah. I, I, there's like, he has to know it's not a joke, right? He has to know that, 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 that the, his constant quest for money and digging every dollar out of the fan's pocket is not, not loved for it. It, it kind of makes me think of the Colorado Rockies baseball club where, you know, it's not his job to make the fans happy. And he, he has fully embraced that. And it's frustrating for us fans because without fans, you don't have a game. Mm-hmm. And I think the Rockies are the same way. Like they're, they're just not going to spend, they refuse to spend like everybody else because people still show up 
And in a way, I guess you can't blame them. Yeah. But in another way, it's just hard to watch year after year of them not be relevant. And yeah. I, I don't know. It, it just, I'm not, I don't have Bettman's back at all, but it just embracing when the does. fans. Yeah. That's the thing. Like embracing that fact that he knows he doesn't have to please the fans and it doesn't really matter is annoying. Mm-hmm. And to have him come out and say stuff like this. And then when it's convenient to bring up the fans, he brings them up like whatever, dude. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. No, I mean, his, his so. job his job is to be there for uh, the owners. Uh, yeah, and he does that well. He does that extremely um, well. because That's they, why he's still there. Yeah, But, you know, I, like there is a certain amount of how far are you, how far is he going to take? It? Yeah. And that's where, that's where I find it really obnoxious and annoying. Yeah. So we'll just leave a, a tweet from Bill Barnwell. Since they've undoubtedly done a great job of polling, surely it should be easy to find a few fans who have been part of this definitely not made up poll. Yep. Yeah, and that's yeah that that ruffled a lot of feathers. And I think I think you know some things kind of like the glove save shouldn't be a big deal on either side. This this what this got enough feedback where I just thought we'd bring it up. So yeah yeah. So so those of you that hear Gary Bettman get booed everywhere he goes, um, here's a little more context for you. Yeah, so there there it is. So all right. Well, that's, I'm that's still scrolling everything. the injury list. By the way, still scrolling, <laughs> yeah. still scrolling. Hopefully, hopefully, the, I, I think by the time we have our next show, we'll be able to talk more about the uh, abs that are on the NHL roster, which is always a fun time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I think we do a spiel here because I think it's. I think we it's should spiel do a time. spiel. It seems like it's about the time yeah. for a spiel. Um, you can find us on the Abs Hockey Podcast website, which is www.abshockeypodcast.com. There's links to stuff. There's old shows, but there's also this new jersey Uh-oh. post up there. Uh, Frankie's backup, uh, a backup worn 2022 Stanley cup Jersey. Um, nice little, nice little gif of, uh, of, uh, <laughs> wizard did, of Oz you didn't up think there. there'd be a wizard of Oz. Like, nope. Sure that, didn't. That, I thought, wow, am no. I, did I post that? No, <laughs> seems like something no, I would do. Nope. Uh, that's the Jersey game. We're not in Kansas anymore. Go see yeah. some, uh, go see some lovely pictures of this lovely Jersey. That has a Stanley Cup patch and everything on it. Yep. Pretty cool. Um, it's a good addition. Yeah. Shout out to you. And then yep. there's, uh, you know, there's links to other things, including like, uh, Twitter, which apparently still exists. Who knew? Um, Barely. Instagram, which, uh, you know, is there and uh, other social other- media things that I certainly am not paying attention to. And uh, Abs Twitter Psychic link, uh, because they're still playing Abs Twitter Psychic because Twitter somehow oh, still yeah. exists. People didn't. Still, it's hard to believe, but Twitter is still there. We're still doing it. Yeah. It's barely hanging on. Yeah. So that's the spiel. It was a terrible spiel, but I enjoyed it. No, there's nothing terrible about that. Hit me with your shout outs. You can find us on the internets. Hit me with your shout outs uh, one more time. Shout out. Uh, shout out to Scott Pantall for the birthday text and for uh, saying hi. And we miss you on Twitter. Hi, Scott. Scott. Thank you for listening to the show. I haven't talked to Scott we go, in a while. We all go. So how long ago were we doing stick and puck with Scott? Like. And and the other Scott oh, yeah. Thurston too is like how was that like ten years ago? It seems like it. I mean, it, let's see, maybe I, more. Like I snapped my ankle yeah. a little over six years ago, so yeah, it was before then for sure. Yeah, yeah. it was probably Obviously. about like eight or nine years ago, I'd guess. Yeah. yeah, good time, good times though. Yeah, we had such a good time, and Scott Scott decided to not be on Twitter anymore, but he reached out to me, and and uh, it's good to hear from you, Scott. So hopefully he's listening to this. Yeah, I also want to give a shout out. Oh, check this out. Speaking of OG listen listen. <clears throat> sorry COVID 
Uh, speaking <laughs> of OG listeners, as James Coffs, uh, Kevin Oblocky reached out on Twitter and Reddit. Uh, he wanted to see see if there was any uh, places where I had seen game use pucks from game five of the final. He has listened to our show since 2009. Wow. So <laughs> damn Kevin, I'm my apologies. <laughs> you have good taste and bad taste all at the same time, man. We Thank you. It. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but it was just so cool to hear from our OGs. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, we, we just, the, the support means a lot. So thank you, Kevin. And thank you all of you that keep, keep listening to us, do our thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, we enjoy it, so mm-hmm. we do it, and we're happy you're along for the ride. So yeah, yeah. Anything? Any, how about anything else, sir? I got nothing. I'm 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 no? I'm calm down. You're I tired. Think I, yeah. I'm, this thing, I, this yeah. this COVID still wiped me out a little bit, so I'm yeah. I'm just nah. So well, I'm happy again to, to everybody else out there as well. My apologies. That was you know, <laughs> I had a good we time. Hope I hope you did as well. I don't guarantee it. Yeah, we we make no guarantee. Well, we guarantee a lot of stuff, but not that, not that at all. So, well, I'm happy you're feeling better as you cough some more. (laughs) He's hurting, man. But yeah, we know it's been a little while. People have been busy. We've been in and out of town and in and out of health. Mm -hmm. And yeah, are you okay? Oh yeah, no, great. (laughs) I haven't thrown up yet. (laughs) Everything's fabulous yet. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think it's about that time for a little fist bump. Yep. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We, Like I said, we appreciate your support. And for James Tapeleg Coughing Graylian, uh, for James Tapeleg Graylian, I'm Jay Veen. Please take care. Go Avs, go. And we'll talk to you again soon on the Avs Hockey Podcast. See ya. Was that a lung? <laughs>